Welcome to this week's episode of the SaltCast. We're bringing Matt Johnson on again this week to talk through the concept of mental health. And we're looking at the other side of how do people who do not struggle with anxiety or depression engage with and enter into the struggle of anxiety and depression that some people wrestle with? How can we be an encouragement and actually help in the healing process of that? So with that said, we're going to go ahead and get started with this week's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of the SaltCast. We have Matt Johnson on again this week. Matt, thank you for taking a little bit more time to join us. No problem. No problem. We wanted to take a little bit more time walking through this idea of mental health, um, which is a struggle that many are going through, um, and kind of, yeah, just continue that conversation. And last week, we walked through three helpful steps. Um, and Matt, the first one that you said was, that people who are struggling with anxiety or depression first have to understand why. Um, and you gave five different things that create anxiety in our life. And then the second thing was to get your words out. And you gave a couple different options on ways that people can be doing that. Mm-hmm. And third, you said, don't stop there. Turn to truths of scripture. Use that as an anchor. And all of those were very helpful things that if you didn't see last week's video, I encourage you to go back and watch that video. But as I was thinking about this topic, I was kind of wrestling with, there's probably a lot of people who aren't struggling with this, but want to enter in with people that are, or come alongside and encourage people that are, but yeah, it's just a foreign concept for them. And so today I'm curious to walk through how can people who aren't struggling with things like anxiety or depression, or maybe to a a greater depth, not struggling with it, how can they help people that are? And so the the first thing that I'm thinking through is the misunderstanding or misconception that they might have for people wrestling with it. And what that can cause is we don't understand what they're going through. And in our minds, we can kind of be like, okay, why is this such a a big issue for them? Why are they so worried about this? Why does it rattle them so much? Um, and with a shallow understanding of what they're going through, it can create in us a shallow response. Um, mm-hmm. And an attempt to be helpful is it can actually be hurtful to someone who is struggling with anxiety or depression. And so basically my first question is, can you help us understand people who struggle with anxiety and depression what that looks like for them, help us understand the battle of that, and maybe even what are some just common misconceptions that people can have about anxiety or depression? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Well, I guess there's two things that pop into my mind with this is, one, I think it's important to understand that there's this tension between anxiety being an active choice or an involuntary response. that it's it's neither side of the the ditch, I guess, of the road. Like yeah. there's no, there's more of a middle ground that um, there's there's work to be done. There's a path towards Christ that needs to be taken. Yeah. Um, and and unfortunately, it's not like they're actively choosing one way or involuntary, like they can't control it. They have to go off on this side of the ditch. So that's one thing to understand is 
people don't just be like, oh, I, I just, I have to think about this or I, sorry, I'm, I'm helpless. I, this is a thought that I'm having, right? It's yeah. like, no, actually lean into the process more. Hmm. Um, and, and so that, that's kind of one of those misconceptions um, to think through is like, it's not an involuntary response, but it's also not necessarily like a lack of faith. And so those two ditches, just to make sure I understand, like one of them is basically, Hey, you can control your, your thoughts, take control of them, move on. It's your active choice to do this. Just kind of like a quick response of like, Hey, don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. And the other one is I can't help it. Almost mm-hmm. this helpless state of, well, this is just how I am. This is how I'm wired. This is going to be a struggle. Therefore, I can't help it. Uh-huh. And I could almost understand coming from someone that's trying to help. You can almost have those same ditches um, where one of them is, yeah, giving that response like, hey, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. And then the other response could be, okay, this is something I don't understand, therefore I can't speak into, or this is between them and God, therefore I can't give them words of encouragement. And both of them are trying to be a quick fix and stepping away from the problem. Mm-hmm. And so what do you, yeah, what do you think that middle ground looks like? Yeah, and so that goes back to kind of what we talked about last week with those truths, right? The, what is thinking of, what is right, what is true, um, and and. I was like, we, I wanted to unpack that there's just a couple of key thoughts here um, that we need to understand is 1 John 4, 8, uh, where perfect love casts out fear. And, and it's the love of Christ on the cross that he laid down his life for us uh, that shows like, man, you are so worth dying for, um, that really can help cast out those, those deep seated fears. Hmm. Um, and it's not the, a lack of belief. It's just the love of Christ going deeper into somebody's heart and soul. Hmm. Um, and, and that's the idea of first John four 18 is like the perfect love of Christ just casting out that fear. There's deeper fears. So the love needs to go and, and push out the fear. Um, and that's a process. Like that's why I'm in business. Right. Yeah. Like, so definitely, uh, so there's there's that, and then that coupled with the idea of the truth that um, he is near, um, that God's nearness uh, mm. is really um, a balm for our soul. Uh, for you know, Philippians four five, it says, "Let gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near." Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, be thankful. Present your request to God. See, that's a, a like, hey, see, Bible says don't be anxious. Yeah. But yeah. what we miss right before that is it says the Lord is near. And it's God's presence. It's mm. it's his dwelling place that creates that peace. Um, that, yeah. and, and that's nothing that is just instantly manufactured, right? Yeah. And, and so – Therefore, the active choice or the involuntary response is not actually the ditches. It's the like the deeper the Lord is near, travel towards the Lord. Are really those thoughts that um, can help somebody, and not necessarily fix, help somebody with anxiety um, as you're processing that. Yeah, and I think it's interesting too, looking at 
I mean, Philippians 4 that you talked about, um, where it says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Like it's talking about like bringing everything, which that is a process, processing through mm-hmm. everything in prayer. And so we can see that verse and be like, okay, don't be anxious. But it's just like, yeah, laying out of everything, which takes time. And I think that's the key, like key thing that you said was, was just like, I love how you said it's a process to get through that because I think the ditch that the reason we can fall in those two ditches is because we honestly have to ask ourselves, am I wanting to help this person? Am I wanting to enter into that process or am I just wanting to have the right response? The answer that's going to come in and save the day, whatever that looks like, because it's not just a quick fix. It, it is a process of entering it, a process of, asking questions, a process of listening, a process of yeah, letting them process through and get those words out like you talked about last week. And to give to give some kind of more skin to that you you are so natural at this, but um, to give people an idea of what maybe a response to anxiety somebody else isn't struggling with it to help yeah. them, uh, an acronym that I have is leader. Um, listen, empathize, affirm, direct, enlist, and refer. And I'll just briefly share, Mm. listen, obviously is like, do more listening than talking. Okay. Empathize, like, put yourself in their situation. Yeah. And then affirm, hey, dude, your thoughts and feelings, uh, they're not mine, but yours are legit. Yeah. All right. Um, But then don't stop there. Direct them to Ooh. God. Yeah. Right. Like, don't just like say, "Oh yeah, it's legit," and stay there. No, actually, go to the Father with that one, mm. right? And then enlist of okay, as you go to the Father, what are some action steps that we can take? I'm in this with you, so mm. enlist. Like, it's accountability, but it it really is enlist. Like, what's what's going to happen? Yeah. And then R is the important part. Refer. Don't get in over your head because a lot of damage can happen there too. So mm. refer to pastor, another leader, counselor. Just don't get in over your head because that's where damage can happen too. Yeah. I think that's a helpful step to to know about because a lot of times we can be like, man, I don't know the situation, therefore I can't speak into it. But you can at least take an active step of walking through those and then referring them to someone. And that would be a huge step of help because where they're at, they might not look, seek that out necessarily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so are there other just helpful steps that you feel like for people that are trying to engage with them or help them in it? Yeah. That people can start doing today or tomorrow in their life to pursue after and come alongside those people. Yeah, for sure. So, one of the other thoughts for somebody to understand, somebody struggling with anxiety, is I like to use a lot of analogies. An analogy of, let's pretend there's this wild black stallion in this in this meadow, and it's it is enclosed in a fence, but you can't really see the fence because it's such a big open area, hmm. and you're standing with a person next to you that is struggling with anxiety. You're yeah. both experiencing the black stallion. Okay. Yep. You both see it, but what is happening with the person of anxiety is they 
are looking at that going, you don't know what that animal is capable of. Like that is a wild stallion. Mm, yeah. Like that stallion is out of control. Hmm. And, and so I don't know if I'm going to run or if I'm going to go try to tame it. And yeah. the person standing next to him, I don't do that at all. Like, I think we're just on one side of the fence and we can just hop the other side of the fence and we're okay. Like, yeah, I know it might be capable of some pretty crazy things, but we're all right here. Yeah. And, and it's that danger of like, you don't say like, Hey, we're fine. We're, mm. I'm fine. You're fine. Everybody's fine. Like nah, mm, that. Ugh. Yeah. So if you have that mentality of like in their mind is literally a, a black stallion, just going crazy. Hmm. It, it, and really like, okay, so how are you experiencing that black stallion? What do you think it's capable of? And the power of questions, right? Mm. Isn't that what you would do standing next to a friend? So like, well, you seem to know a little bit more about the black stallion than me. So you tell me. Um, huh. And then as you have those like questions, the power of questions, then you gain more of a role, role responsibility relationship. You can say, well, actually, I've been standing here for 10 minutes and it hasn't actually charged at us. Yeah. Wow. You know, uh, so it's like see, in their mind, the situation is just so out of control to just say something simple. Like, don't worry, is not going to bring that situation into control, but letting them process through that out of control situation is going to bring them more to ease. And that's through, Hey, asking certain questions. Hey, what's your biggest fear with that? Or, um, what are you worried it's going to do? What, what are you is experiencing? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. And helpful. the tough part in, in like what we can get ourselves into is like, well, what lies are you believing? Yes. They clearly are probably believing some lies. Don't mm. we all? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, they probably don't need you to tell them that right away. Yeah. Eventually, yes. Like mm -hmm. you can get there, but we don't need to always bam. For sure. That. Like Christ did and he didn't. You just got to know and discern when. And that's yeah. the tough thing about this Christian life is like you don't always know when. And then if you mess up, repent. Yeah. And I think that like needing to have grace for yourself as you're trying to process because we're going to mess up. Like we're yeah. going to speak too soon we're going to and we should have yeah grace to give ourselves in that situation because if we don't it might keep us from even taking that step to help um mm -hmm. but yeah i think it's it is interesting and it's super helpful even for me to think through okay situations out of control in their mind in my mind it's not out of control at all so for me a simple response is great it's like okay move on but <laughs> But that's not the situation. And so it's us coming to terms with their situation so that we can begin processing their situation with them. Yep. So where, I guess a, a question that I'm wrestling through now is when do, like, is there a point where we do, like you said, down the road, point out lies or that we do come alongside with some firm truths to, because, yeah, I mean, there is sin involved. Like you said, like all of us, there's sin involved. And so where do we come alongside to encourage and where do we come alongside to, yes, yeah, speak those more firm truths to them? And is there a difference with that that you see? Yeah, and, and I kind of 
liken this a little bit to my to my job, my profession, where you know I, I meet with somebody first first session. It's probably not going to do me a whole lot of good if I lay out all of their shortcomings and you know the the probably lies that they're believing. And I I mean I. I mean, it'd be like straight to the point. You're like either on or you're off, you know, like mm-hmm. you have really quick turnover. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but it's not always helpful. And the, the, really the question is, is like what role, responsibility or relationship do you have with the person to be able to address the shortcomings mm. in their thought or their feelings? Um, and, and I use those three words because – the relationship, like you, we know that, like, all right, have yeah. I been walking with this person long enough? Am I, you know, um, responsibility is like, well, I don't really have a relationship with them, but I am an elder over that person. So it's my responsibility that God has put on me. Yeah. Um, then role is, Hey, I don't have really a relationship with you or, a responsibility to you but you have asked for a role in your my life your life and yeah. said hey what do you see in my life so if somebody like appoints you that role okay then you're <laughs> you know then you're then oh okay yeah <laughs> like they want to know right yes. um, and that's more of a, a, a defined by the other person not by you okay. um situation so yeah if you kind of meet one of those three and not just assuming that you're in one of those three and just yep. stepping in and taking Yeah, I could see how it wouldn't be helpful to just kick it off running down the list. For, I mean, in any scenario, that's just a terrible idea. But, I mean, especially with this, because they're probably aware. I mean, they're hyper aware to those things already. It's just processing why they're thinking those things or... It seems so out of control, helping them process to bring it back into control, like more yeah. so than laying it out. All too often, people with anxiety are also frustrated. Hmm. Um, they know they're anxious and they don't want to be anxious. Okay. Um, yeah. and so there's some frustration could lead to anger, you know, and so, yeah, so there's that to be aware of as well that, yeah, you don't need to add to their frustration. They're pretty aware of what's going on yeah these have all yeah just been super good things for me to think through as well as other people that are wanting to help to engage with people who are struggling with this and it as i think through i mean this whole conversation it's basically one a first step of realizing you don't get it you you're not Mm -hmm you don't see the situation the same way you don't process through it the same way. Therefore take steps to enter in, not having that quick fix, but enter in um, and understand what's going on in their mind a little bit more. And that looks like questions that looks like listening and things like that. And taking time in the process to over time, slowly help them through that Um, walking through that, acronym of leader and at the end of that referring them to someone that might be able to help even more a next step and then understanding kind of your position when it comes to your the relationship that you have a responsibility or a role 
Like, are you someone that should be speaking in those kind of helpful but firm truths into their lives? Um, I'm thinking through just encouraging people who are listening. If there are people that you do know that are struggling with this, almost thinking about how can you initiate that time of processing? How can you be the one to step in? And whether it's been like, hey, shoot them a text. I'd love to take some time just to hear you out and to help you process and to ask some questions for, because I want to understand the situation a little bit more. Yeah. And, and being very clear, like, I don't understand it. Help me understand it. Or I want to mm -hmm. help you process through it. And even whether that be a phone call to process through that or whatever that might look like, but that's an easy step that someone who's seeking to help someone who's struggling with anxiety or depression can take today, tomorrow to pursue after them, not going into it first needing to understand the situation perfectly, but acknowledging that we don't therefore help me to understand mm -hmm. it. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, Hey man, I've seen you really like had some struggles just, yeah. Help me understand. Well, thank you, Matt, for uh, taking some time to help us process such a, a concept that's such a big tension in our world today and people who are on both sides of struggling with anxiety and depression and who are not. And it can almost seem like the, the gap is too far for us to help one another in that situation. So thanks for helping us take one step closer to be able to help out people who are struggling with anxiety and depression. We appreciate you hopping on week two in a row to uh, help us through that. Yeah, dude, it's my pleasure. It really is a lot of fun. Rock on. Well, we'll see you soon, Matt. All right, bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the SaltCast. Again, if you want any more information on Salt Company in the Twin Cities, you can follow us on Instagram at either Salt St. Paul or UMN Salt. And you can go ahead and shoot us a message as well if you have any other topics that you want us to talk through on the SaltCast. But with that said, that's a wrap for this week's episode. Have a great week.